Our parasha for this week is Lech Lecha, which you should hopefully know a little bit about now that we read a part of it. It means you go and covers Genesis 12 through 1727. Parasha Lech introduces us to the father of the Jewish people, Avram, Abram, and his extraordinary faith in Adonai. Now Genesis 12 begins at what will be the turning point in Abram's life, the call of the Lord. The Lord spoke to Abram and told him to leave everything that was familiar to go to a land Adonai would show him. If Abram obeys, he'll become the father of a great nation, and that through him all the earth would be blessed. We are also told that those who bless Abram would be blessed, and those who cursed him would themselves be cursed. A blessing and cursing we will see play out through the rest of Jewish history. Now, at the age of eighty-five, uh, excuse me, at the age of seventy-five, Abram leaves his job, his extended family, and the community he has known with his wife Sarai and his nephew Lot, along with their servants and belongings. He leaves everything he has known behind, not knowing where the Lord will lead him. That's a powerful example of faith. And at seventy-five, so you can't say you're too old to change. The Lord guides him to the land of Canaan, Canaan, and confirms it is this land Abram and his descendants would inherit. Our parasha continues that due to a famine, Abram and Sarai went to Egypt. Now, afraid of being killed for his beautiful wife, Abram convinces Sarai to pretend to just be his sister. She's actually his half-sister, but he doesn't want anyone to know that they're married because he doesn't want to get killed maybe by Pharaoh or somebody powerful taking his wife. And Pharaoh does attempt to take Sarai as his own, not knowing she was married, but the Lord strikes him with a plague, and he realizes that Sarai is Abram's wife. Pharaoh sends them both away, and the plague is lifted. Chapters 13 and 14 record a lot separating from Abram because of their large herd of animals. And Abram gives him the choice of where to go, and Lot chooses to go to Sodom, Sodom, a city that was infamous for its sin. Of course, we get the term sodomy from Sodom. Sodom. I give all to be reading too much politics this week. Several years later, Lot was captured by a group of rival kings, and Abram went out to rescue him along with the kings of Sodom and Gomorrah. They were victorious, and Lot was saved. Now, after the battle, Abram encounters the king of Sodom and a figure known as Melchizedek, the king of Salem, which in later years we will know as Jerusalem, which has that root there. And this Melchizedek is a priest of the Lord. And while not relevant to our discussion today, I just want to say that I do believe Melchizedek was a real person. I believe scripture backs that up. So Abram refuses to accept anything from the king of Sodom, which makes them enemies. However, to Melchizedek, he gives a 10% tribute, a tithe, and he receives a blessing from Melchizedek. Through this encounter, Abram demonstrated that he had chosen the Lord as his protector over the king of Sodom or over human rulers. He's trusting in God more than man. And Adonai now promises again to reward him for his faith in Genesis 15. The Lord promised to be Abram's shield, 
his defender. We find this phrase, the shield of Abraham, comes up in a lot of Jewish liturgy. It's derived here from Genesis 15. He is Abram's defender that he would indeed give Abram a son to be his heir. Abram believed the Lord and was declared righteous for his faith. The Lord reassured Abram of the unconditional nature of his promises by entering a formal covenant with him, but not allowing Abram to fulfill his normal role in the proceedings. So by doing this, the Lord established the everlasting nature of his covenant with Abram and that it would depend on the Lord's faithfulness alone. The Mosaic covenant is indeed broken, but the Abrahamic covenant is still in effect. The Lord also told Abram in a dream about our people's enslavement recorded in Exodus, but that we would return to the land we had been promised, which occurred during the time of Moses. Now, after this amazing encounter with Adonai, Abram sinned once again in Genesis 16 by agreeing with Sarai's plan to have relations with her servant Hagar because Sarai wanted a child to be attributed to her. At this point, while God had promised Abram a son, he had no kids. And they were getting up in years. So they decided to sort of help God along. It doesn't go well. So instead of waiting on the Lord, they decided to have a son through Hagar, which they named Ishmael. We will read of the consequences of this decision later in Genesis. In the final chapter of our parasha, we read of the new names Abram and Sarai were given by the Lord. They were renamed Abraham, father of many nations, and Sarah. The Lord promised to give Abraham a son at the age of 100 years old, and Sarah was 90 years old. Abraham laughed at being a father at such an old age, and so the Lord told him to name the child Isaac, which means laughter. The parasha ends with Abraham, Ishmael, and all the males in his household circumcising themselves as a sign of the Lord's covenant with Abraham. Now, when I think of our father Abraham, the model of faith throughout Scripture in this week's parasha, a few thoughts come to mind. First, we can be sure that everything we read about Abraham in God's word is accurate because we see his triumphs with his tragedies. You see this in Islam and other faiths as well as in world history where leaders will edit historical records to make themselves seem more powerful. I think Kim Jong-un in North Korea has like a laundry list of accomplishments like PhDs and solving diseases and all sorts of other nonsense. That's a good sign you're dealing with a false history. But here we see the triumphs and the lows of Abraham's life. Throughout his life, Abraham demonstrated an extraordinary faith in the Lord. It was by faith he trusted in Adonai to lead him to a land he did not know. And it was also by faith he rejected the opportunity for a powerful and beneficial alliance with the king of Sodom. Abraham is an example of real faith in God. But he is not an example of perfect faith. Abraham had his moments of doubt with the Pharaoh and with his desire to, quote-unquote, help Adonai, give him an heir. But time and time again, Abraham lived his life by faith, and for it was rewarded as being the father of the Jewish people, the Arabic peoples, and spiritually Messiah's community as well. He truly was a father of many nations. Abraham had extraordinary promises made to him by the Lord, but many of them would not occur during his lifetime. 
Though he was promised the land of Canaan, he spent his life as a nomad in the land. He was promised to be the father of many nations, but Abraham would not receive his heir until roughly 26 years later at a very old age. Despite his faith not being perfect and not being able to physically see how the Lord would accomplish his promises, Abraham still had an unyielding faith in Adonai. In Abraham, we see a foundational example of faith that endures the hardships and realities of life in a fallen world. Like Abraham, we have been called by the Lord, led by faith to his son, Messiah Yeshua, without knowing where life will take us. I'm sure if you think back on the last one, two, ten years or more of your life, you probably would not expect to be where you're at today. We don't know where we're going. Life can be very uncertain, and we are also strangers in the land we live in as well. But we have confidence that the Lord's promises will come to pass. By placing our faith in the Lord and not anything or anyone else, we are joined to our father Abraham and all the men and women of God throughout time. It is this faith that connects us to Abraham more than any sort of blood purity or genealogy. It's by sharing the faith of Abraham, not necessarily his blood. Because of Abraham's faith, the Lord was not ashamed to be called his God. Because of our faith in the Lord through the Son of God, he is not ashamed to be our God either. May the Lord grant us each a genuine faith like Abraham. May we always trust in him over anyone or anything else. May each of us look forward to the promises of God and especially to the promise of the return of Messiah Yeshua. Thank you.